You're saying are you able to say it? Yeah. Okay. Is the only two items? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. only two main items, yeah. No, thanks, uh, uh, Mr. Matons, and good morning to honorable members, uh, all stakeholders uh, present to our meeting. The IEC, um, APT, uh, Commissioner Love, uh, Commissioner Mieta, Commissioner Masuku, and the IEC, uh, CEO and DBCO and the entire team, and uh, all the uh, other stakeholders, the DG and the team of home affairs and the legal team, and also the parliamentary legal service in attendance. Uh, good morning and you're welcome. We are continuing with our work uh, in line with uh, what we have uh, received uh, in the last uh, committee meeting. You will notice note that uh, we did res receive a comprehensive response or comment on the public hearing from uh, uh, IEC uh, and also uh, Home Affairs. And Home Affairs uh, responded for the second uh, uh, time as a result of some of the issues which were referred by parliamentary legal services that they must come and comment on. And the parliamentary legal service took, uh, in the last meeting, uh, agreed to formulate uh, uh, responses or comments on what the IEC and uh, in particular Home Affairs has responded on the issues that they've requested them to, uh, to respond. We're going to get a response from the uh, parliamentary legal service just for noting um, they've not uh, formulated uh, a final responses uh, because Mr. Njigela is not uh, well, is, is off sick. So we'll receive a, a, just a brief on some of the issues that are un on consideration by uh, the legal service. We'll then able to uh, uh, deal with those issues in our, uh, the committee will, will, will also direct, but in our next meeting, when Mr. Njigela has uh, 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 finally recovered, we'll also receive uh, 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 issues that we requested the content advisor, that he must have uh, worked on them, uh, that highlighted on the response from IEC and the DHA, so that uh, we'll fill up in our deliberation as we're going to engage in this uh, process uh, in, our, in our session. So the content advisor will highlight some of the issues that may need to be uh, deliberated on. Um, and I know that uh, he has uh, difficulties with our, uh, his network issues uh, to communicate with members of parliament. And he has uh, sent them some of the issues uh, this morning. Uh, we'll deliberate on that, uh, that point so that we acquaint ourselves with the issues that are raised. We'll also, uh, members of the committee, you know that uh, the process as we have now uh, uh, received uh, responses from all the three uh, stakeholders, parliamentary, legal service, IEC, and the DHA, the committee may, need to, may consider to uh, deliberate on the motion of the disability uh, uh, to proceed with the deliberations and will then, uh, once there's a, a decision, request the uh, Mr. Matunzi uh, to bring the motion of disability in our next meeting for adoption so that we allow the, uh, the process to, for deliberation. And it will assist because uh, we'll then have to receive a final responses from parliamentary uh, legal service. At that time, we're going to, 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 to adopt. Uh, the service. The other point I think which I think uh, we need to consider uh, uh, which it was uh, firmly raised outside this uh, electoral uh, uh, amendment bill, uh, the DG, is the issue, continuous issue that we were uh, informed that the home affairs uh, uh, lines or systems were down uh, uh, yesterday. It appears in terms of the issues that are coming is either the whole day or there was a chaos in terms of the working systems of home affairs. Um, we may need to get a bite from you, uh, DJ, as we conclude uh, this uh, item. It's important 
to at all times when issues which are impacting our service delivery and the committee is alerted, we managed to take a brief in terms of this because it, it complicate or it compromise the work that has been uh, uh, of the home affairs and it uh, uh, frustrate our people on the on the ground. We will, I would like to do a DG uh, to give a, a bite on that as we close the, uh, uh, the meeting. So in essence, that will uh, work on those areas and uh, uh, have a guidance from the committee on how we're going to uh, proceed. Uh, and the MOD will only adopt it uh, in our next uh, meeting. The committee must impress as to whether we proceed so that uh, we give the team uh, to prepare the, the MOD uh, for our next uh, meeting. I'm fully aware that uh, there's a plenary at 10 or mini plenary debate at 10, um, and members may need, perhaps some of them may need to attend uh, uh, to the plenary. So our, our focus of our, are going to be guided by these issues that uh, we have uh, 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 presented. Mr. Matonsi, can I invite you to render apologies, if there are apologies? Yes, Chairperson, the apology is that from Ms. Van der Merve. She said she might join uh, because she, she's traveling to somewhere, but she might join or she might not join. That's the only apology, and that of Mr. Zidiwe indicated she's not feeling well. That's all, Chairperson. Okay, thank you. Uh, noted apology of uh, Honorable Lizel and uh, Mr. Njigela. Uh, we have noted okay. the issue. Yeah, Mr. Matonzi? Yes, Chairperson. I, I hear you are coming back again. No, sorry, no, no, no. It's me. That was Honorable Ross. Oh, Honorable Ross. No, no, sorry. Honorable Ross? Uh, Chair, I, I just wanted to indicate that Honorable Kanyile um, is trying to log in. So she's having uh, troubles logging in. So she's not absent. Uh, she's just trying attempting at this point in time. Okay. Noted. Uh, um, load shedding uh, challenges. You noted if she... Uh, she logged in, then we'll... Uh, any apologies? I think apologies were done. Yes. Uh, Mr. Matonzi, can you uh, assist on the item number three? We're going to invite Mr. Uh, Adams and the uh, Parliamentary Legal Service and we'll then deal with item number three. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. If I if I may start. Uh, good morning, honourable members and uh, colleagues. Um, yes, just to uh, share this this document, it was just a highlight of some of the issues that I was taking down. Um, I initially imagined that the deliberations today would result of uh, continue from the deliberations or the presentations made by the DHA and the IEC on Friday. Um, but the chairperson asked me just to extract some of the issues to help uh, guide the deliberations. And these are just some of my own um, observations. Um, so the first issue here, I just uh, highlighted 11 issues. And these are not exhaustive, um, but merely just a, a way of starting the, the, uh, the debate. Um, the first question there, there really is why is a requirement for the determination of the number of signatures required or the deposit needed for independence left to the IEC to formulate regulations when it is an issue that seems to be of policy concern. Could the formula for the determination of the signature requirements or deposits uh, not be included in the bill? Um, secondly, a proposed amendment to chapter five of the electoral act is needed to allow for independence to have agents during elections. Um, so the like a, an idea of how this inclusion in the in the bill would look. So a draft proposal from either IEC or the DHA on what including um, agents from for independence uh, would look like uh, if we were to include it in the bill, given that we don't have much time, the committee needs to see what it, how it would be formulated so that we can uh, indicate whether we whether wants to include this or not. Thirdly, but when can the changes needed to the Electoral Commission Act to allow for independence to be represented in liaison committees be tabled? Uh, will this be done in time for the next general elections? Um, so the indication was that there are consequential amendments needed for the, 
for the bill to, in order to allow for independence to stand on liaison committees, which are currently only formulated for the inclusion uh, for inclusion of political parties. So a draft proposal on how this would look and by when it could be implemented uh, is needed. Um, fourth, if we're going with the DHA proposal of replacing vacant independent candidates' seats with the candidate that received the next highest number of votes, uh, will it not be argued that this gives political parties the benefit of replacing their seats with chosen candidates next on their list, whereas the independents and their support base uh, could now be replaced by a political party or an independent with a completely different uh, ideology? So uh, the question really just emerging out of that one proposal from the DHA. Um, fifth, given that replacing independent candidates uh, with, with the candidates that they have no influence on in the above proposal um, and without by-elections, could it not be argued that this is unfair in court? And what objection do the IEC or the DHA have to the private member's electoral uh, bill proposal to have votes transferable to persons specified by the independent prior to the election? Again, this is just uh, one of the issues that are raised by many of the submissions. Um, the IEC should also then draft a proposal for the inclusion in the bill of the three ballot system that they, they mentioned uh, for the National Assembly compensatory seats, National Assembly regional seats, and provincial legislative seats. Both with either with the requirement of, of being ordinarily resident in the region um, or for, for all candidates, so that's political parties and independent candidates, or removal of this, this requirement for all candidates. So these, these are the two uh, proposals um, that we also perhaps need to see uh, it in, in writing so that we can formulate a decision on this. <clears throat> Seven, would it, how would it be responded in court to the objection that the, the major disadvantage of independents having their surplus votes discarded effectively means they have no choice but to run as parties, which then means the bill does not truly fairly address the constitutional court ruling for the inclusion of independents. Again, something that was raised uh, in quite a few submissions and was only indirectly responded to. And eight, on which calculations or historical numbers is it stated that having by-elections for replacing independents would be costly and lead to constant by-elections? Um, what are the numbers from local government and what percentage of candidates uh, in any given year did die or retire from office? So we have an actual idea how much it would cost to have by-elections versus the proposal of uh, replacing candidates uh, with uh, the next on the list or uh, with um, uh, transferable votes, uh, the other options. Nine, uh, the objection raised by some submissions to the forming of political parties to allow them to have a list which would then give them access to more seats or replacing their candidates uh, should they vacate their seats is that this would compromise their stance on being independent. Hence the call for voluntary associations or, or prescribing running mates or transferable votes prior to elections. The DHA indicated that section 18 of the constitution does not require such voluntary associations, but neither does it require uh, uh, political parties. Only in section 19 of the constitution is, is it uh, indicated that, um, that anybody be allowed to form a political party, um, but also that independent uh, citizens uh, can, or anybody can stand for, for public office. Uh, so just uh, raising an issue around that. Then 10, it is argued that requiring independent candidates to need signatures of support does, but not for political parties is an unfair disadvantage given that independents have less financial or organizational support compared to established parties uh, and, and that this is to prevent chance takers and high high numbers of independent candidates the one proposal for this was then that would it not be more fair to uh, improve accountability and improve accountability making the requirement for signatures uh, for all candidates including uh, political party candidates Again, something that emerged from the submissions. And can an example be shown using previous election results how the IAC proposal would work to restore proportionality by, by determining the national quota by dividing the total valid party votes by 400 plus one minus independent seats allocated. The result plus one disregarding fractions um, is, is the national 
proportion or quota. So this is the alternative proposal to the current uh, calculation in three rounds uh, using uh, the group system in two of the rounds and, and not the first. So a simpl simplified proposal. Um, but the IEC indicating that this would uh, uh, be a more proportional um, system. Um, but until we see it in practice, like a formulation is maybe saying like, uh, given at a provincial level, there were so many votes in Gauteng in the last elections, and this is how it resulted uh, using the, the former calculation system. And now using this calculation system, this is how, how it would be more proportional and more fair. So uh, it would be good to see that uh, in writing um, so that we can formulate a more informed uh, decision on, on this inclusion for this amendment bill. Um, these are just uh, the main issues that I extracted, and then obviously I'm sure the members will have their own that arose out of the debates from last week. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Salmon, for taking some of the issues uh, that will inform also contribute to the uh, discourse of our uh, interaction. Let's now invite uh, uh, Daksha to uh, give a brief, then members will comment, um, then we'll go to the item of MOT. Daksha? Um, good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, members and colleagues. Um, um, as the Chairperson has mentioned, Mr. Jikela has taken ill. And um, so we have not really prepared a PowerPoint, and I do apologize for that. But what my colleague, uh, Ms. Uh, Hallie, and I have done is that we had looked at the responses that the Department of Home Affairs gave on Friday. And um, what we, we just want to very briefly um, give our viewpoint on that. Obviously, pending Mr. Chikala's return to this committee where he might want to uh, take it a little bit further. As you will recall, in our presentation that we made on the 6th of May, there were basically four issues that we wanted the department to come back on. And um, this is what they then did on Friday. We looked at those responses. The first issue was whether our understanding was correct that the bill does not prevent independent candidates from associating and forming parties and therefore being able to contest for the compensatory seats. Um, we note that the Department of Home Affairs confirms that that is indeed the, uh, the situation, that the bill does not prevent them from, from associating and forming parties as defined in the Act to actually contest the elections for our understanding in that the Department of Home Affairs said that due to Section 15A of the Electoral Commission Act being repealed, no one could have contested the last local government elections in terms of that provision. However, our reading of the Electoral Commission Act is that the Amendment Act of 2021, which repealed Section 15A of the Electoral Commission Act, also inserted a new Section 15, subsection 7, into the Electoral Commission Act, which provided that any party that was registered for a particular local municipality on the date on which the Electoral Laws Amendment Act of 2021 came into operation must be deemed to be registered in respect of that district municipality. And we, we assume that that was then the provision under which um, these associations contested the local government e elections as, uh, as um, associations. Then on the issue of filling the vacancies when and when a, when, a, when a seat of an independent candidate becomes vacant. We know that the department agrees that the bill should indeed address the filling of the vacancy and that the manner in which this um, vacancy should be filled is a policy decision. Options on how to do this has been presented by both the department and the IC, and um, this will then be for the committee to deliberate on and see how best the vacancies can then be fulfilled. On the issue of party liaison committee, um, we note that the department has agreed, and we agree with the department that the bulk of the amendments regarding the functioning 
of these party layers and committees would indeed need to be made in the regulations. However, the term in the Act, party layers and committee, would have to, however, be amended so that it doesn't only indicate a party layers and committee, um, but it would also then be inclusive of independent candidates. And the Department of Home Affairs has already said that some of those regulations have been amended to apply to independent candidates. With regard to having agents for independent candidates, um, it is noted that the department is in agreement that allowing political parties to have agents, but not independent candidates, is a differentiation that would be without any justification. They have also then proposed alternative approaches in the event that having too many agents at a voting station might complicate the management in, for the elections. And these proposals, again, are for the committee to consider during its deliberation. We did, however, disagree with one of the responses made by the, by the Department of Home Affairs, and this was on the residency issue. Um, as you will recall, there were many submissions raised by the public on the requirement that, a, that an independent candidate who wants to contest a uh, an election for either a region or the province must be ordinarily resident in the region. A further provision in the bill also requires that independent candidate to submit a signed declaration confirming that his or her residential address is situated within the region or the province in which he or she intends contesting. Um, various submissions raise that this residency requirement is unfair as there is no similar requirement for a party candidate, and nor are these requirements set out for any independent candidates contesting wards in the local government elections. Now, we note the department's response was that the bill actually indeed provides the same requirements for party candidates, and that the Municipal Electoral Act actually does require an independent candidate to be resident in the ward. We respectfully submit that um, this, this is not correct. Firstly, there is no residence requirement for a party candidate, as the wording in, in Section 27.2CA in relation to a party candidate is very different to the wording in relation to an independent candidate. Um, the wording for the party candidate only requires the party candidate to be a registered voter in the in the in the region, whilst the wording in respect of independent candidates requires them to both be voters in the in the region as well as resident in the area that they want to contest. We also submit that there is no residency requirement for an independent candidate to contest a ward to be resident in that ward in the local government elections. The section that the department was referring to actually refers to the nominator of the independent act, uh, independent candidate to be resident in the ward, but not the, not the independent candidate himself or herself. On this issue, the IEC also made this point and suggested that an independent candidate who is a registered voter be entitled to contest the regional elections in all nine provinces, but did highlight practical difficulties. And they also suggested an alternative that if that's not practical, then both party candidates and IC candidates be subjected to the same requirements. In other words, that both of them need to be um, both registered in the area as well as resident in the area. And we submit that this issue will also require further deliberation in the Portfolio Committee. Thank you, Chair. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks very much, Daksha, on the uh, uh, notes you have compiled for uh, uh, deliberations. And I think we've not acknowledged that uh, the final uh, presentation or consultation, as we have indicated uh, that uh, you will await for Mr. Njigela. It will be important that <clears throat> we work on that uh, presentation. Um, uh, Daksha, we, we may not determine the, the a person who's on sick as when she or he will be coming back or will be recovering. So I'll suggest that uh, we work out that uh, a formal uh, presentation. But I think I can understand that the issues you have raising are also uh, will be uh, catered in that uh, presentation for purpose of uh, uh, circulation. 
Um, I, I will I will get a sense from the IEC if the issues they may want to comment. I know they may not have uh, ran on them that they have not received a proper response for from legal, but because we'll be also interacting in the next uh, space, it may be important to touch on a comment uh, so that we don't waste more time uh, for the committee to begin to deliberate on the issues. I'll come back to them. I'm just trying to formulate thinking, uh, uh, Commissioner Love and Commissioners and uh, uh, Mr. Shiburi, uh, as to whether you'll be uh, attempting to, because at least this response is on the basis of your comments uh, you, you've made. Honourable members, I'm going to invite you to uh, just comment on the issues which we, we raised. I know our process that are going to guide us once we've uh, um, approved the MOD um, as to how we must uh, uh, formulate. Um, unless we will start with the, with the IEC, I'm trying to solicit guidance uh, members on the on only on this process so that we don't come back to the uh, to the IEC or bring them later in the next uh, session. I think these are the issues that they can quickly uh, note uh, or or guide. Honourable Pili, I see your hand. Uh, good morning, Chair. Thank you very much, and good morning to to everyone on the platform. Chair, I just wanted to. I wouldn't say guide, but perhaps just give an input in terms of um, process. I just think it might be a bit premature to, to have discussions um, if we've not had a proper um, input or presentation from legal. Because remember that anything we discuss, whether it's IEC, Home Affairs, Committee, or anyone for that matter, it's still going to come back to a legal opinion because whatever we do must be within the, the legal framework so that we don't open the door for any challenges legally. So I think for me, uh, I just wanted to, to propose, and I'm not sure how other members feel, that perhaps we, we wait for that process of where legal is able to give us that. Uh, um, and then we start deliberating. I know in terms of procedure, we're going to... to um, accept desirability, but then we're going to deliberate at the next meeting, which I think makes sense. But I'm just thinking that I want to hold discussions because we might say things and then, you know, changes altogether. You might get IEC response and then that changes altogether in terms of, of legal. So I think the important thing is to take everything that we've got so far um, and then cross-reference it, um, if, if I'm making sense. Thank you. Um. Honorable, let me get members' uh, views. Honorable Tito. Honorable Ross. No, thank you, Chair. <clears throat> Chair, Chair I think, uh, you know, the, the inputs over the last few meetings have been tremendously helpful. Um, and there have also been um, recommendations for quite substantial changes um, to this legislation. Um, and I, I, you know, our understanding is even once those amendments are made, that they need to go back to the, the NA and be re-advertised for comment. Um, and so it would, it would be very helpful if we, um, if we could get those proposed changes as, as uh, the content advisor has um, proposed in, in item six, um, that we can just ensure that when we are dealing with this, that the major changes that have been proposed and agreed by the committee are, are, are in that draft. And that that we are then sure um, what version of this uh, legislation we are we are talking against, because the amendments again, you know, you my understanding is that you have to approach to the house for permission then to 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 affect these amendments and then advertise them for comment as well. So that that brings in that process again, and then then we need to to comment on those comments, unless I'm misunderstanding that process. No, no, I, I, I fully understand what you're saying. We're raising a honor rules. I'm, I'm establishing whether on the line of a, that we have received a presentations, there are issues that illegally have raised, noting that they've made a, a, a request that they will present outside a formal presentation consolidated, but they've sought legal uh, um, 
uh, input uh, as a result of the IEC comment and the DHA, and they will await Mr. Njigela. Uh, and, and what I'm saying that we may not um, wait for uh, Mr. Njigela because we may not determine when he's going to recover. So what is the point on the table is that Daksha and the team must uh, work on the, on the presentation, solicit it so that it's circulated to us members of the, of the committee and the IEC uh, and the uh, DHA. The point is that we, we may not delay uh, for deliberations. Once we adopt the MOD uh, uh, in the next meeting to proceed with the uh, deliberations, we'll then have to get into space with the issues. Some of the issues may not necessarily need the IEC to go back or the DHA to come back. It will now sit with the committee for, for deliberations. So I'm sorting a process. I think uh, Mr. Honorable Pillay has proposed that it may not be quite, uh, it may not be correct to comment, to ask IEC to comment on the notes that they presented by um, the uh, public uh, parliamentary legal service, uh, because the report's presentation may come back uh, different different issues that they may have commented on, and were on and and working on terms of process of of parliament, which I it may not be like that, but I'm soliciting views from on how we must enter this point, uh, uh, because the ICE is also on the, on the, in the meeting, whether we must allow it to comment or they can comment when we've adopted the, the MOD uh, in our next meeting. But the point that we're raising, I fully understand and agree on the part, but that's not part which I'm requesting guidance on. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, no, in, in that case, I, I do agree with uh, Honorable Pillay's uh, suggestion. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's been pointed out before, as much as there is a time pressure, we, we shouldn't rush these important uh, processes. And so I do agree with that uh, proposal, Chair. Okay. Um, Honorable Mulegwa. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I think I agree with uh, Honorable Brandon Pile uh, uh, on his comment. Thank you, Chair. Um, Honorable Tito, I beg. Um, yes, 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 Chair. Okay. Yes, Chair. Yes, yes, I'm back. Yes, morning to my colleagues and everyone who is present. Yes, Chair. I'm also concurring with Honorable Pile what what you what you were saying uh, 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 earlier on. Thank you, thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Lefasse. Okay, let me get uh, the understanding. Um, we're noting the submissions that the committee has made. Um, uh, uh, Commissioner Love, is that our, our, our understanding, uh, your understanding, uh, so that we, we also get a, a, a confirmed uh, response uh, Chairperson, thanks very much. Um, it certainly is our understanding. Just um, to indicate, though, that in Adam's presentation, there were um, some uh, requests for uh, um, examples of calculations and so on. And all that, um, you know, once we have uh, um, received such requests, we'll certainly forward that to the committee for its further deliberation. Um, and with regard to um, proposals that we assist with any draft, of course, once the committee has deliberated to say which way it wants to go, for example, um, with regard to the replacement of candidates, we will, of course, um, be stand ready to assist with the draft. Um, the only other thing, Chairperson, that I had wanted to mention and it arises partly from Adam's presentation and then partly from the verbal presentation from the legal advisor, is the fact that when one talks about an association of independence, um, there seems to be a conflation between 
in 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 some of what was said and um not having uh, the legal advisor's text in front of me there seems to be a conflation between what is an independent an association rather of independents versus independent um uh, candidates forming a political party and of course forming a political party there's already provision for but to have an association i think is something different and so presumably then the committee would be able to guide us but i think otherwise chair we stand ready when you are ready okay no no um, thanks uh, commissioner laf uh, for that uh, comment we did that exercise because uh, the matter arising from their presentations of uh, IEC in the main, uh, and there are some of the issues uh, that uh, uh, have sufficiently been responded by uh, uh, Home Affairs. Um, uh, Daksha? Yes, Chair. Yes, is that our understanding that uh, we must uh, formulate the a presentation um, and uh, circulate it to IEC um, and, uh, uh, and the committee uh, so that we are able to uh, to work on the on, on start on the process. What I think I fully agree on the rules is that we must make sure that we exhaust all areas uh, uh, so that we are proceeding fairly on this uh, uh, subject and rushing it it does not uh, assist any other stakeholder or, or, or the, our people on the ground. Uh, so we must able to sufficiently deal with this, some of these issues that are raised. So Daksha, I think we'll, you'll, you'll work on that, uh, um, uh, on how we, are, we want to assist each other on your process. Uh, yes, sure, Chair, we'll get down on that. Okay. Thanks, members. Let's note those two issues. Uh, we'll now go to the last item, uh, which is uh, uh, Mr. Matunzi, MOD. Yes, Chairperson, yes, as you indicated, we need to, the committee need to decide uh, whether we need to proceed with the with it or not and adopt the motion of desirability. This is in terms of uh, uh, Rule 286. Uh, sub fourth uh, Roman figure one and, and J, which reads as follows: After due deliberation, after due deliberation, must consider a motion of desirability on the subject matter of the bill, and if rejected, must immediately table the bill and its report on the on the bill. Then J says, if the motion of desirability is adopted, must proceed to deliberate on the details of the of the legislation. So in other words, we, we, we have advertised this bill, we have done we have done public hearings, we have received submissions, we we have done provisional public hearings, and then we have received a presentation from uh, Parliament Legal Service, from the IEC, from the department. So the committee now is more clearer uh, in terms of what the bill seeks to, to achieve. Therefore, the committee must decide before we deliberate on whether we are proceeding with the legislation or not. That's all, Chairperson, from my side. Thank you, members. That is our, that is the rule in terms of how we must uh, uh, proceed with the deliberations. Uh, I'm going to invite uh, members to uh, comment uh, on it. And then uh, uh, the, after that, we'll request uh, Mr. Matonsi to bring the motion of uh, desirability in our next uh, meeting for, for adoption. Um, can I recognize Honorable Pillay, Honorable Tito, Honorable Mulegua, Honorable Kanyile, Honorable Ruas, and Honorable Khwase. Honorable Pillay. Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, if I heard... Uh... Wait. At the next meeting, and chair, if that's what it is, then I Honor, move for Honor, yes. Honor, you you're cutting. Can you connect with Can your you hear me now, chair? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, chair. I'm saying if I heard um, Eddie correctly, he said that in terms of the the legislation, in terms of the act, it says that you adopt the 
motion of desirability, which means you then engage at the next uh, meeting. So if that is the case, then Chair, I want to move for that adoption. Okay. Manuel um, Tito? Honorable, Honorable Kanyele, if you are in now. Honorable Mulegua. Thank you very much, Chairperson. We take note and welcome uh, the report that is presented. Thank you. Honorable Ruos. Thank you, Chair. Um, Chair, yeah, I think we, you know, this bill is before us to give effect to the Constitutional Court judgment on the new nation movement judgment. And so, yes, it's, uh, it's something that we need to proceed with um, in our point of view. Thank you, Honorable Tito. Honorable Jose. We seem to have a problem with the network uh, of other uh, colleagues. We, we are proceeding with the uh, uh, deliberations. Um, members are uh, firmly agreeing that uh, we must uh, proceed to affirm uh, to the directive the constitutional court has uh, uh, directed parliament to correct in terms of the uh, electoral uh, act. So we'll uh, request Mr. Matonsi and the content advisor uh, to bring the motion of disability in our next uh, scheduled meeting uh, when this matter is going to be itemized so that we, we adopt. And then in the same uh, session, we'll also um, receive a, a, a few comments uh, from, the, from the team we have requested. And at that time, uh, legal service will have uh, send those uh, responses to the to the members. It will be helpful that we get those uh, uh, responses um, uh, also earlier. Dr. Uh, uh, if you can assist, you send to IEC on some of the issues that we 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 request so that we we don't take time in terms of their responses and deliberation. But we must now spend more time the committee deliberating once we've adopted the uh, OMOD next week. Is that uh, the, the, our understanding, Mr. Matunzi and content advisor? Yes, Chairperson. Okay, thank uh, you very much. Yes, Chairperson. Also, just uh, just to indicate that we're actually meeting on Friday, not next week, to, on the on the issue of the MOD um, and uh, further deliberations. And also, just to add that we also need to adopt the the, the oversight report. It's a new requirement, but uh, that that report that we did on the oversight, summarizing the submissions and the provincial oversight needs to also be adopted. So we'll resend that to members just so we can adopt that. It's a form, form, formal requirement, new formal requirement. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, one of the we, we problems, when you, you, you miss Menko, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll announce things that are not agreed in terms of the process. Uh, so it's, we, we must stick to what you are requested to respond on. Uh, in future, I'm just assisting uh, uh, so that we, we don't communicate uh, issues that uh, the chair is not even aware in the, uh, the committee. Uh, Mr. Matonsi, can you then uh, announce our next meeting and the item we're going to deal on? Uh, okay, Chairperson, our, our next meeting is on Friday. Then the IEC will be bring, briefing the committee on the 2021 local government election report. And also, Chairperson, I'm also suggesting if we can bring back the issue of the filling of vacancy for this coming Friday as well, the deliberation on the report and the service, if it's possible, Chairperson. No, thanks. I think we agreed in our last meeting uh, when this matter was tabled around the IEC. Um, commissioner candidate or candidates uh, that members, the matter now has been referred, uh, tabled before parliament by this to a speaker. And the speaker has referred to the portfolio committee and the committee received the report. And our resolve was that 
let's let's spend time to deliberate on the, or to look on the on the CVs and look any other methods of process that they underwent interviews and, and is sufficient so that we, we, we deal with this matter is out of the the committee and the, there were two requests from the last committee last year that will need a, 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 an IEC local government election report and it's important because we're going to a budget vote next week on Tuesday. So it'd be important that we deal with this uh, 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 report uh, of uh, IEC that we presented uh, on, on, on this. Phrase. So these are the two items we'll be uh, 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 dealing, dealing with uh, uh, members. I hear there's, an, there's a hand, somebody wanted to talk, I don't know who's that. Okay. No, thanks, members. That, I think, is our uh, process we're going to engage on and we'll uh, 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 indicate uh, our uh, other issues uh, that will be interacting with in our next meeting. Thanks very much, honorable members. Thanks, uh, Team IEC, uh, Commissioner, Deputy Commissioner Love, uh, Commissioner Mebza, Commissioner Masuku, and uh, uh, DPCO uh, uh, Shiburi and uh, the entire stakeholders that are, are part of assisting a parliament uh, or those that even submitted, made submissions uh, to the committee who are always attending or interacting with the issues uh, that uh, were, were raising in the meeting and the responses from the uh, DHA Parliamentary Legal Service and the IEC. Thanks very much. Um, our meeting stand agent. Thank you, Chair. Thank, thank you, Chair. Bye-bye. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair.